All right, I want to thank everyone for coming back and joining us today on the God is Not Homophobic Workshop. Once again, I'm City Life, also known as Sister Nicole. And our goal is to bridge the gap in the communities of the heterosexual mindset, homosexuality mindset, and help them all bring together, uh, you know, unity in the communities that we're servicing and also allow them to understand that they can accept God and also be accepted for who they are. Uh, and here with Royalty Ministries Community Foundation, we are looking and just highly determined to make sure that we uh, help everybody achieve love and heal here with our ministry. So welcome back uh, for another workshop. Um, as I begin today, uh, it's really a light conversation to have had uh, just something that I kind of thought over over the last uh, couple few days because it's been a busy week. Um, but getting grounded, uh, being grounded, you know, what, what that looks like for everyone in their own individual livelihoods in their own world. What are you doing to remain grounded, solidified in your own steps and the process of which you're taking? to be a man or woman of God. And when we look at that, of course, we're not uh, looking to judge anyone for who it is that they decide they wanna choose to love or be in a relationship with, because the first relationship in this world to have had is the relationship that we have with God. And, um, you know, we have some non-believers out there uh, that may beg to differ. But here with Royalty Ministries Community Foundation, we know there's a God. We know there's a higher power. And we know that that power, that higher power that exists is what helps us thrive and survive. Thrive and survive, right? Um, Amen. The, the voice that uh, God got, well, I, well, I don't want to say voice because that kind of makes me sound like I'm mentally challenged. But if it does, in the sake of being mentally challenged for the word of God, then I guess that's what we'll call me. But in this, uh, I, I heard a voice that said, protect your roots by embarking on a journey with God. A plan to bloom without being properly planted is inappropriate. There's a verse that came to mind shortly after that. And that is a Bible verse there. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse seven through eight, it says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And when I, when I, the more and more I referenced that verse, uh, there were so many different parts of it that stood out to me. You know, the, the part that says they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out roots by the stream. And, you know, that's a very heavy concept to think about, you know, especially when we think about how we refer to our family as a, a family tree, right? We think about our family as a family tree and uh, each 
generation that is is uh, created from that family becomes an extension of that family tree. And as we build on to our families, you know, we can only hope that in building those generations, we can create a legacy and, you know, have a, a place where everyone thrives and survives together. And, you know, that branches out and now becomes a, a, mag a magnetic transfer of energy to other people that we cross paths with or with other people that we cross paths with. And so when we protect our roots and we embark on a journey with God, that transfer of energy is something that allows everyone to walk amongst this world with a peace of mind. A little bit more peace of mind than when we don't concern ourselves with protecting our roots and keeping ourselves grounded and you know protecting the overall well-being of our family tree uh, because you know I've always said how can we want something if we're not willing to deliver it how can we ask God for something if we're not willing to accept what he's giving us and use it for the greater good and we have choices to do that every day. We have choices to do that. And the decisions that we make are very important in terms of how that transfer of energy will connect us to others. I have a young nephew right now who is no more than about four years old. And he talked with my mom and he asked my mom, he said, why is God good? but why is God bad? And when, you know, I heard that this question posed by such a young man, <laughs> he's only four years old and he's, and he's already developing a curiosity about the, the differences that he's seeing going on in the world. So when, you know, of course my mother knows that I'm heavily into the ministry and you know, working uh, week over week to be a woman of God, day over day, hour over hour, minute over minute to be a woman of God. So she brought the question back to me in curiosity of how I would respond. And I simply stated to her that, you know, we all have parts of us that could choose to be very devilish. We can, we can be devilish, we can be godly. Those are choices that we wake up having every day. And when people decide that they would prefer to be more devilish than godly, it creates this facade as if God is bad. When ultimately God has been good the entire time. Because God has laid it out for you to have a choice to be good in whatever decision you wake up deciding Amen. to have that you want to be bad. Amen. So at the end of the day, God is good. God is not bad. But we have some people who take and decide that they want to be devilish. And now from there, it, it 
creates a, it gives God a costume, right? This is the perfect time to talk about costumes. We're in the Halloween weekend, but it does. It builds a costume of, uh, for God. It turns him, puts a monstrous costume on God when people decide to do bad things. But our creator gave us life to make good decisions at all times. And it's not a difficult task. There are some people who say that, you know, good can't exist without bad. Bad can't exist without good. But that's only because that's the world that we're creating. That's the reality that we're creating. Because at all times, 100% of the time, we can wake up and we can decide to do good just as much as we can decide to do bad. And that brings me back to the definition of which I'm giving to you all in terms of the idea of remaining grounded, right? Protecting your roots. And as you do that, as you protect your roots and you embark on a journey with God, you can bloom in, under the light of God and you can shine forth brightly. And when you think about a sunflower, Sunflowers can be in the most horrible environment and grow and bloom to be so beautiful and pretty. And it doesn't matter if there's a ton of weeds around it or not. It's able to remain grounded and its roots are protected until it's destroyed by whatever happens, bad weather conditions, whatever happens. But the thought that I want you all to leave from this workshop uh, thinking about is the fact that our family tree is very important. And, and that's the foundation of everything that is created and everything that uh, we can uh, ground ourselves in and plant our roots and protect our roots from. Uh, you know, we want our children's mindsets to not be so confused. Like, you know, my nephew right now, who's just a young kid looking at the indifferences in the world himself. And now he's starting to question bad versus good because it does exist in this world. But the truth of the matter is, is that bad doesn't have to exist on the level and scale that it does. It takes one person, one bad decision and one person to make it bad. And then from there, of course, things can be a continual domino effect. That's where they start to talk about karma and you know your karmic energy, the karmic energy that, that starts to surround you. Karmic energy is simply put, the energy that derives from multiple decisions and choices that you've made on a day-to-day -day basis or year-to-year -year basis that maybe weren't the best choice to make. And if it didn't have an immediate impact on you at that time, it eventually caught up to you. And that's simply put what karmic energy is. And so, you know, protect your roots, you know, make sure that you protect your roots, stay grounded. As your generations are building through your family tree, protect those roots, water those roots bear fruit, not weeds. 
So, you know, that's pretty much what I had in mind today to discuss with the workshop. That's what God put on my heart to bring to this workshop today uh, in discussion. Um, anyone have any thoughts on that um, in, in what I've delivered in this context today? Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Well, I do. Very myself. good. <laughs> yes, very good. Very good. And it's divine because exactly what you are talking about, I literally just did that today. Literally, I'm me getting in and I said I was still kind of running around. I just kind of left from doing that. And again, that's divine. That's not out of coincidence. Actually, for what you said makes sense what Allah was telling me earlier this rising because I was kind of confused on well, well why do I need to do this but I didn't question I just went on and did it but now you just gave me the clarity that all praises to Allah you just gave me the clarity that I needed and I thank you for that because yeah. Allah fed you what you needed to give me for the clarity and I appreciate that Amen. Beautiful. Anyone else have any thoughts on that? You know, just to touch on what Brother Addis said about the, uh, you know, it not being a coincidence. Um, I spoke on that, you know, the differences between a coincidence and alignment. You know, because we Sometimes we'll have things pop up and happen and, you know, all of a sudden something you, you, you look, you look at the time and you're like, oh, that's, that's the, you know, it's different things that happens in your life that almost feels like it's a synchronicity or, you know, it's, uh, it, it, I'm trying to look for the right words to say for this, but in, in, the biggest point that I want to make in it is that, you know, alignment and synchronicity is definitely two different things. There's no such thing really as a coincidence because when you're on the right path and you're on the right journey, you'll automatically be aligned with the things that you're supposed to be on time for. And you know, they say God is an on-time God. Amen. And when you're on time and you show up to be in alignment with those decisions that you need to make and the positions that you're put in, just like brother Addis said, he, he didn't, he, he was kind of almost curious why he was being put in that position to have to be confronted with what was happening. But he said, he didn't question it. He just went on ahead and, and made, made some moves. And oftentimes that's what we have to do. If we want to remain in alignment, and as long as we're in alignment, we'll always arrive at a stage of our lives where we think that something is a coincidence, but it's not quite a coincidence. It's that you're allowing God to be an on-time God in your life, and it allowed you to show up on time. And that, like Brother Addis said, became divine intervention for you, divinely timed. And... You know, God works in so many amazing ways in our lives if we allow him to. And if we let God do the work, 
through us, we won't have to question, just as Brother Addis said, we won't have to question why we're there. We'll just do the work and, and get it done. All in, in good intention, with good intention. As long as your intentions are good and you're not you know, showing up to disregard what God has planned for you, you will be in a great position. You'll be placed in a great position. And uh, Brother Addis, I'll keep you in my prayers uh, in terms of those things that you're doing to continue to make movement and be on time with God and his divine plan for you. Um, I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's beautiful to hear that, you know, that aligned with today's workshop conversation, um, you know, because when God comes and talks to me, like I said, sometimes people may say, oh, this sounds like she may be, you know, talking to herself or she may be a little mentally challenged or, you know, they, they, there might be different things that come up in thoughts with people that we deal with when we have conversations like this. But I am a true believer that we have to listen to God's messages when they're sent to us, no matter what the voice sounds like. As long as it's not something that sounds incredibly demonic, we got to listen to it and allow that energy to move us and shift us for greatness. So continue to rise. Rise above the challenges. Rise above the dishonesty. Rise above the disputes. And of course, rise above the crime that we face around us. Uh, and crime shows up in so many different ways and faces. It doesn't just have to be the death of someone or a murder case or anything like that. To me, it's a crime to lie. You know, something as little as lying can be a crime because you never know how that lie can end up changing the whole mood or, or not move the whole mood of the day or the whole, you know, way that somebody else's day is going. Um, and, and not to interrupt, but lying is one of the seven uh, abominations that God cannot stand. Yes. You're absolutely right, Brother Addis. And so, you know, whenever we use the word crime or we talk about criminals, let's just make sure that we understand that we don't need to go overboard in the thought process of what the definition of crime is here, because it can definitely show up in so many ways. And that's where, you know, the Ten Commandments stem from, as Brother Addis hinted to. Um, so, you know, as we continue on through the rest of our week, uh, tomorrow we have our Sunday service with the ministry. Um, so we'll definitely you know, be engaged online as well as, uh, oh, there we go. You found it, Dell. Is that it? <laughs> I think he's figured it out. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I requested for... Brother Dell, to share uh, something with us in today's workshop. If it, if he can't get it to work today, then we'll revisit next weekend. And because uh, it looks like he's on to something right now with kind of figuring out how to 
get to the, the video footage that he wanted to share with us that I requested for him to share with us. He spoke on it a few weeks ago. And so I kind of wanted to, for us to share it in the workshop and kind of have a conversation around it, some dialogue around it. Uh, of course, as we continue these workshops, we'll continue putting our minds together to see what we can do to help make change and bring change into our communities, no matter what it has to do with to reference, if it's homosexuality or heterosexuality, we know that there's change that is needed. We'll do it one day and one step at a time. We can't change the world overnight. Rome wasn't built overnight. Uh, you know, everyone knows that, right? So we'll continue to build uh, and do what we can do to make change. And I thank you all for showing up again today in this workshop and allowing me to be the voice behind the God is not homophobic workshop as well. I'm looking forward to what we'll continue to be able to do to deliver upon the change that we wanna bring in our communities. And I mean, communities from state to state, you know, um, it's not just about who's right around the corner from you or in your household. It's about everyone that you connect with and cross paths with, just remember that. 